Okay, welcome to the first outdoor podcast episode on the FPV podcast show. But I'm not alone today. There we have Joel. Hey, hello. This is my good friend Joel, who is, where, where are you from? Canada? I'm from, uh, I am from Canada. We're in yeah. Canada. Yeah, Peterborough, Ontario. Yeah, small town. Small town. Small town, Ontario. And he's actually heading back away, leaving New Zealand in, what, like less than a week now? Uh... Got another month. Oh, I guess you're going. Well, you're, le you're leaving Wanaka area, yeah, and then going flying away, yeah, literally flying away to Auckland, and then going off to Canada again. Canada and again. And then, yeah, I'm gonna start teaching in uh, Shanghai. So, Shanghai. Mans is traveling the world. <laughs> well, to start us off, I did this on the last episode. I don't know if you watched it or not, but I started off with quick fire questions. Okay, so I've got three of them. All you got to do is answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. All right. I'll Are you try, ready? Try my best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it's it's early in the morning. Okay. Like yeah, I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Drink some more coffee here. All right. We got to get the coffee down the system. Yeah. We're out here. Actually, you guys can't quite see it, but we've got the sunrise just like starting to sort of come up. This is this is a fantastic idea to do this outside. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. Are you prepped? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Quick fire question number one. What was your first quad? Oh, uh, Mobula 6. Mobula yeah. 6, yeah. all right. At Bar Sky, Analog. Oosh. You still have that? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I didn't bring my bag, but... Yeah. It's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, epic. Yeah, that's okay. the, the one that you've had in your Oh, hand. the little, the little yeah, bag. That's ah. my first quad. Cool, okay. What's your favorite place to fly? My favorite place to fly? Ever. Oh. Ever. 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 Um, as, as high as I can go, so if I can get onto a mountaintop, then that's absolutely the, the best place place for me to fly sick and i've yeah been, been on top of a couple mountains and it's just it's cool it's cool as crispy yeah. all right last one race or freestyle okay racing is very fun uh but freestyle i think is is more my speed um, yeah 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 have you done much like racing side of things not in real life but plenty on the sim uh lots of right. liftoff i started on velocidrone recently oh, so nice um, yeah that's the classic yeah but classic race one freestyle is a lot more relaxed and sort of mm -hmm. you get to just kind of chill out and just fly yeah so you you start off with freestyle well because you start off with a, a literal like tiny tiny whoop mm -hmm. so like, what are you doing with that are you just so that that was just like working on stick control and like trying to figure out prop wash and throttle control right uh so yeah, most of my flying time has been in the sim. Gotcha. Yeah, either racing or just doing doing freestyle. But yeah, lots of racing in the sim. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I want to get started into a bit of, obviously, when you got started. So you're buying this little drone. When did when did you actually get into? What what prompted you? And when did you get into FPV? Yeah. So I I saw these crazy videos on Instagram. Yeah. And um. And I was like, wow, that, that looks super cool. Uh, like, I, I've always been interested in like the Mavic kind of drones, like those those sort of uh, camera blimp yeah. sort of style drones. But um, yeah, when, when I saw the FPV footage and all these, uh, these like one, one shot takes sort of. These big cinematic stuff, swooping. Big cinematic and, swooping. Yeah. And then also the freestyle as well. I was like, I was obsessed for like, two or three weeks until until I decided to actually buy the the Mobula. I, I found a, a Mobula and a jumper T-Lite. Yeah. 
controller all, all in one bundle and so I was like okay I'll buy that and learn how to fly on the sim first and then get some batteries for the Mobula. Yeah. So yeah. How long that's... did it take going from the sim to getting batteries? Um, were, you, were you patient with it? Did you get... I was patient. I was very really? patient. Yeah. No I was like I don't want to destroy anything and I and uh even when you say to yourself you're not going to destroy anything or you don't want to and you want to be a better pilot before you you actually go flying you're going to end up breaking something that is the unfortunate truth there yeah so that yeah that's what so what are we talking you spent weeks in the simulator yes multiple weeks really yeah, at least a month before you bought any batteries yeah Holy crap, okay. Yeah. I swear I spent like five hours and I was like, I'm bored. I'm gonna go oh, yeah. fly. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good idea, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right on. So you got yourself into it and then what's your progression been like going from a little tiny tiny whoop? What'd you go do next? Uh so I, I ended up getting a, a baby ape three inch. Okay. Um and so I flew that around the house quite a bit. Um was it ducted or Nope. Nope. Yeah, so just one, one, yeah, it's like one of the, one of the cheapest quads that you can get. Okay. Uh, bang good, and um, yeah, that was that was tons of fun. I think it was like a what is it a three S quad, and and so has a bit of power to it. It has a little bit more power than the yeah. than the sixty five mil, and yeah. Um, yeah, and then I went off to the to the five inch. So I got the Nazgul Evoke, and uh, was just in love with that thing. Like, once you once you get to the to the to the threat thrust ratio of a of a five inch it's yeah. uh it's, it's thrust thrust weights ratio of a yeah. five inch it's, it's it's incredible so yeah that's sort of my my progression, progression. And then, yeah and then i got the the cinewog um while i've been here in new zealand because yeah. i was like thinking i want to do sort of more indoor shots closer to people and ended you end up, up doing some of that just with you guys right yeah, yeah. okay yeah not just sort of cruising around the people yeah it was, yeah. was kind of tough for me in auckland to to sort of get around to, to places where i could fly mm. legally and 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 uh and be able to like get shots that i could post yeah so that didn't end up happening much but um but yeah out here where it's nice and wide open and, and there's some there's some some good spots for us to go uh, and you can it's fly through good. people's legs like yeah. you did literally the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, although that Very was cool. slightly terrifying as well, but I was so hyped up from when Sam was flying the seven-inch quad around. I yeah. was like, yes, do it! <laughs> yeah, that was, you guys put way too much, way too much trust in my flight. Especially because you're flying analog, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> god damn it, what, do you, what even can you see, you know, like, which, yeah. I mean, well, I can see, I can see a lot, like, you guys aren't too far away from me, and so. I don't know, man, yeah. I feel like the first time I put analog on my eyes, I, I mean, I went from, I went from analog originally, for like a very short period of time, straight into DJI Air units. Got used to them with the Nazgul for ages. I also have a Nazgul. Then trying out like O3 and stuff. Then I went back to analog for my race quad, and I swear to God, I actually didn't think I could see. I didn't actually know what I was looking at on the screen. So, I don't know how you still fly analog, like for everything. Mm. But you, you you said you're going to move to HD at some point, right? I, I'd like to, yeah. The only thing that's keeping me back is the price point, but yeah. that's yeah, just because I'm a, I'm a student right now, so I've got, like, zero income. Uh, but, uh, yeah, going going to HD is eventually the goal. Um, what are you going to move to? Do you think DJI's system or, like, HD zero? Both. Both, yeah. Both. So, so, yeah. Man's going to have money! Well, <laughs> 
It's it's not going to be too much of an upgrade for to get a Wax Snell VR, VRX because okay. I can just get the one that that like sticks on and has an HDMI that goes into my Sky Zones. Gotcha. So that'll be that, and I'll probably only use that for my tiny loops. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, DJI for sure for my other quads. Um, them to freestyle and sort of like that side of things. Or do you think you'll stick with HD or like the HD zero side of things and whatnot for? freestyle and just sort of have well actually yeah, i guess that's a good question do you mm -hmm. think you'd use the o3 unit over your gopro yes yeah i would Absolutely. okay yeah. that's interesting because the majority of people that i ask that come from the cinematic background or like you know that not the cinematic but like the the watching the the videos on instagram and stuff and like seeing fpv they always tend to get real hooked on GoPros. And I, I know you use a GoPro for your thing at the moment, but it's obviously because you have analog and you can't really show your DVR of analog to people, right? So, I mean, you can, but like, if you want to get the, the shot, you know, a GoPro is like the way to get it. Yeah. But okay, so that's interesting. Why do you, what makes you like want to go to O3 and use that over a GoPro? Uh, so for me, it's the, it's the flight characteristics and uh having one less camera on board yeah so like the gopro being what it what it is like this this you know brick of a camera on top of the on top of the quad yeah and then a heavy brick too yeah a, a heavy a heavy brick so it it changes the way that it, it feels and if you have a a crash you know if you're doing especially if you're doing freestyle then mm. not only are you are you risking your your uh, your FPV system. So if it's O3, then you're risking basically a, a GoPro's worth of FPV system. Yep. In addition to another GoPro, right? So, yeah. Especially if you don't have GoPro Care or anything like that. And mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you can't get the whatever the refresh, or whatever it is, yeah. the replacement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but I'm grateful for having had that a couple of times and mm -hmm. it working out well. But the fact of flying a GoPro 10 on most things scares me now and like the sense of i mean an o3 unit is expensive but it's still cheaper than a gopro like a new gopro you know mm. it's still like 200 bucks cheaper so realistically you break the the o3 system you're kind of still in the winning situation but yeah and the trade-off for video quality is you know it's there for sure absolutely yep. but it's uh it's not as significant as most people think like mm. if i were to show you know my family or, or my friends you know different different clips of fpv and cut them all together and then you've got o3 and you've got that gopro mm. most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference it's not until you put them side by side like when you put them directly side by side and you get nitpicky with it mm -hmm. and you put them into very specific situations like and are pointing it at the sun or whatever you know yeah that's when you might notice things but for the most part yeah i'm i'm in full agreement with you in the o3 world i think it gets it gets shit on a lot like if people people really push it into the ground they're like nah gopro is still like the only good way to go like even for professional work i would i would feel comfortable using the o3 mm -hmm. on a paid for gig like the fact that how well you look at how far we've come with video quality in recent years on anything you even look on like phone cameras five years ago like the o3 units remarkably better than those five years ago you know like yeah and, i don't know 
maybe we we're getting a little bit too stroppy about our video quality a little too nitpicky but yeah 03 03 units gonna be good so what when do you think it would get that when you sort of in a few years time when it drops in price or um you sort of gonna stick with analog for now yeah I'm, like i'm gonna stick to analog for a bit i honestly what i think is you know because i'm moving to a big city to teach um i think i'm gonna go the walk snail uh, HD system first, right. um, just because I, I do want to get uh, one of those 75 mil uh, whoops, and you know, Wax Snail is one of the one of the lighter uh, transmission systems. So. Yeah. So I'll, I'll think I'll go that route, just because you know I, I'm in, I'm in a big city and like you know having having this tiny little thing that I can fly anywhere and yeah. it being HD is I think the way to go. But yeah, if I after that, it, it'll depend if I, it, you know, if I'm still in that city and I'm still working that contract. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably wait until I get back to to Canada or somewhere that's closer to mountains to mm -hmm. get into uh, like the O3. I guess um, somewhere where you'd use a GoPro normally, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that sort of situation, when you would use a GoPro, you'd be like, okay, cool. Now it's probably time to get an O3 system. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I really want to get into the long range sort of yeah. stuff. So so getting a, a flywoo is is kind of kind of a dream now. Because yeah. uh, I've just seen you know Sam and Julius flying around with those, and they have so much fun with it, and yeah. they, they go like incredible distances. Yep. And um, so yeah, that's definitely definitely on on the list of things that I'd like to get. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's just a, a a time and place sort of. Then that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I guess that's the thing with traveling around, right? So, mm -hmm. how long? Wait. So, how long have you been flying FPV for then? Uh, so, 2021. I, I was I was looking at this the other day. I so I got I got my remote in November of 2021. Right. So I've been flying in the sim and around since then. Right. So like, just around around about two years then a little about, oh, a year and a half I guess right now then yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And were you in Canada when you first got into it? Yep. Yeah. So then, what's what's it been like traveling around to different places, like different parts of the world with FPV? Mm. So it's it's been incredible, actually. Um, the 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 coolest thing about it is is uh, is the community. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So so in in Canada, uh, when I would fly FPV, like mo most of my flying has been in the sim, and so I have made a lot of friends that are online from all over the place right um, so you know th there's a, a couple of my, my my canadian flying buddies on on the sim uh like invention and, and tom john uh they're in incredible pilots and super cool people but then there's also um fpv fly and he's he's based out of australia okay so when i knew i was coming down here i was sort of in contact with him and and um which is pretty cool but uh the uh, the thing is is you know i haven't traveled much other than going to auckland and uh down here in the south yeah um so when i came here i didn't really know anybody i didn't know anybody in my program i didn't know uh yeah well i, I knew some people in my program but the the cool thing is you can just post online and people you don't want to meet up so I, I met up with some guys in auckland to fly and 
um, then you know I found I found you on on the internet and, and literally and yeah. uh, started meeting up with the guys here in Wanaka and yeah. and so it like the the community is just so so welcoming and uh, just full of really really cool people um, so. I think that's the coolest thing about FPV and travel is because you'll always find people that are, you know, FPV pilots and, you know, they're, 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 they're always keen to meet, meet up and, and help out and show like different spots to, to fly. Heck yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. I, yeah, I guess it makes perfect sense to, I, don't, I, I was almost like, I don't know what I was expecting sort of from that question, but I was thinking more like, I guess, you know, the flying around and like getting the shots of different places, but. The fact the community comes over that yeah is actually exciting and it, i don't know that's cool because it makes me excited to travel myself more like i mean i've only recently gone you know just over to bali for two weeks and i was trying to tee up to catch up with a couple of people while i was there but it didn't end up happening and that's fine my first time overseas i'll give myself slack for two weeks but i don't know i guess i was talking with people and like they were all keen on meeting up and then things didn't work out but yeah i love that man that's 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 cool yeah like m meeting up sometimes doesn't work out um but you always end up sort of touching base and, and there's that sort of baseline communication with, mm. with people and you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out the the second best part about traveling with fpv is to actually go to all these beautiful spots and that's true and, yeah and really yeah, like that. you know fly around have fun and then and then also if you're recording, you've got all that footage to look back at. Yeah. You've got all those memories and man, I feel like you're going to like miss, like, I feel like you miss places more when you've had that FPV experience of them. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> when it's happening, you're like, holy crap, this is so cool. Yeah. And you look back on the footage, you're like, that's still so cool, man. Yeah. Like, I want to go back there now. Like you're in a different country now, but <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay. And have you been involved in FPV clubs around? in the place like around Auckland or around back in Canada at all so not in Canada but I I tried to start one at my university in Auckland right um and so there there weren't a lot of pilots at the university at the time that I started it um so like the the guys that I had on the executive team were uh they just said that they would they would step in and put the signature down just so that i could get the registration in right and so like these guys were uh part of like the 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 uh model rocket like space club and right on um in uh one of the the computer engineering clubs and so you know that th that was awesome that you know just some random guys that were sort of interested in that pv were were you know interested to just like put their put their names down to be you know yeah. vice president and treasurer and secretary um but you know, I put in all of the all of the uh, you know laid down the, the the foundation there, yeah. and um, there's quite a few people on the Discord group, uh, but so far it's just been dead, and uh, I didn't have enough time really to 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 invest in it and like yeah. actually get an event running. Right. Um, but you know, I have all of my ideas posted on that Discord, and cool. like every once in a while I jump in there and I, I say, you know. I'm, yeah yeah how's it going and if anybody that actually has you know time or interest to to you know get a group going of, of people and get some racing in like we've got um we secured sort of a like a five percent discount with, with kiwi quad so i was thinking to get like a tiny whoop racing team mm. would be sweet because uh, the universities generally like universities and um uh 
like districts or municipalities, they have uh, funding available for clubs. So okay. if you can, yeah, if you can create a club and show that there's uh, a need or a, a, a use for funding. So like getting remotes, getting uh, batteries, getting chargers, um, you know, cheap box goggles, uh, you know, racing. a few quads as well. Yeah, yeah, quads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or even Sims, uh, Sim stuff. So I from from Liftoff, they they sent the club twenty five, um, twenty five like keys for Liftoff. So so really? we have yeah we have twenty five copies of. Uh, I think it's twenty five. Don't yeah, yeah don't quote me on that. But yeah, so we, we we've got we've got Sims available mm -hmm. for the club. Um, all we need is the remotes, really, and we could even just do a, a, a sim a sim flying thing. But yeah, it's just you know getting the time together to to get a, a group of people and uh, and advertise it and say, okay, you know, we're we're running this. We're going to you know whatever e cafe that that can can run uh, you know Steam Cafe so that we can get like lift off or any sim on yeah on slow get, connection get flying right yeah. So, do you think you'll pursue that as you go over to like back over to Canada and stuff in later years and like absolutely a yeah club yeah or so find other clubs and put your ideas and stuff in there and whatnot. Hundred percent. I I I definitely want to be involved with racing and uh, even just just like a, a general FPV club. So mm -hmm. I I know you know wherever I settle down and start start working, um, I'll be working at a high school. So. It should be here in New Zealand. It could, it could, <laughs> could be here. In New Zealand. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I definitely, definitely, dream of mine is to be sort of that a coach or um, you know, a, a, cool. a, a manager of a of a high school club just yeah. just to get you know all these all these kids into science, technology, engineering, math, like all of those different subjects are related to this hobby mm. and it's it's just it's such a fun thing and kids get to learn all of these valuable skills like electronics repair and uh, like all, all this soldering a little bit of coding if they do like ELRS and stuff like that so well that's your background right your what do you teach like well you teach mathematics right that's like your main thing, is it, or so, computer science? So my my main my main teaching subject is physics. Okay. Um, but I do teach math, and uh, I do have I do have a background in computer science. Got so there's some digital technology that I have been teaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly physics, most, mostly math, um, which is yeah. Stuff that you need to know, right? Yeah. I mean, st stuff you need to know. And I guess that's all involved in FPV and mm -hmm. specific. Obviously, they're very much so specific use cases, but they do exist, I guess. Uh, FPV, if that's a that's a great pitch. I never really thought about it, but for you being interested in the hobby and being a teacher, mm -hmm. that's like literally the perfect combo to then be like, cool, I'm going to start a high school club because you've obviously got the trust of the school yep. being a teacher. And then you can also get the trust of the students and be like, yo, I do cool shit. Look at this. You know, like come look look at this little thing flying around. I'm gonna put these goggles on you, and you can watch it fly around. Yeah, yeah. that's rad. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, 
some some schools also have like robotics clubs and yes. stuff like that so yes. there's already something that i can just jump into and say yeah. hey i'd like to branch off branch off into mm. you know drone technology and and uh yeah it's interesting um yeah there's one school that i've, I've been to for one of my uh digital technology workshops yeah and they do uh, they do like drone programming, so like flight path programming with. Oh, okay. With, um, I forget what what language they use, but like with DJI sort of drones. DJI Talos. Yeah. Yeah. And they what like do like waypoints and. Uh, or... not not so much waypoints, but like uh, path. Um, so it's just like when you have like heaps of the drones around and they like make up like the artwork in the sky and stuff. No, not not That'd be sick, yeah, right? no. It's it, they they have so they're they're told to uh, go around. So what what they have is uh, at this one school is uh, like a a, a large uh, room with some pillars in it, sort of like a uh, I don't I don't know what, what what to call it, but. They, they have a path that they need to take around it right they and got so like they, obstacles set up and stuff yeah obstacles okay. and so so they they've got to to code in like um you know roll pitch and yaw at specific times wow okay Which so is, like fully a fully automated flight around a course yeah they got to program that yeah so they, they that's cool they have to coordinate uh their turns and um and like sort of time it out or or do do some calculations to to sort of guess like the distances that they have to go. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they do that in groups and they do like like pair coding for that. And is that is that like an actual like subject thing to take, or is that like one of the hobby sort of like you know so, after school after class sort of things? So this school is uh, it's it's actually worth credits for for that's cool for man. this project. Um, and it's branched off of. Uh, di you know, the digital technology learning area. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's incredible, but like you have to be out of school with the with the funding and the resources mm -hmm. to be like, ah, oh, here's a bunch of drones that you can break. Because, and you know, and it's like it's a vision for that too, because I, I think a lot of people, there's still a lot of people that aren't too hot on drones as a general. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's just sort of a New Zealand thing around this area where there's a lot of older generation and they all think that you're gonna pop a drone up even if it's analog and spy on you you know like, mm. <laughs> like that's sort of i feel like the vibes i get but i don't really know what it's like in a school i mean i never had anything drone like in the school but yeah well it's where, where was where was this um school based at? is it is this is this is in auckland yeah auckland <laughs> bruh i'm here shitting on new zealand yeah <laughs> that's in new zealand yeah <laughs> god damn yeah it's 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 really interesting because like in in schools in in, in China and uh, all around they're they're starting to you know sort of fund FPV in in, in a way to get uh, kids interested into like military technologies and mm. and stuff like that. So right. I know like I know in the states they they they've got Air Force uh, recruiters looking at you know some of the the, the drone drone racers. That's wild. Um, and yeah, like the United States military has a lot of really, really big drone capability. So I think that might be where a little bit of the, 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 the sort of negative gut reaction from, from mm -hmm. drones sort of stems from, because that's just such a, such a high profile country with, with so much media, um, media influence around the world. Yeah. But yeah, cause yeah, 
the, all the like the surveillance and stuff. I, I I see why the older generation would 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 have a little bit of a gripe with it. Uh, a gripe with it, but I don't know. Like it's 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 hard. It's hard to stereotype entire groups of groups mm-hmm. of people and their and their perceptions of drones because most people really don't have any any yeah, like real life yeah. like uh you know experience with it right and so, then they see the drone for the first time and their first question is like how far can it fly how fast can it fly yeah exactly you know, the two yeah. classic questions too. Yeah. yeah i guess a lot of people do seem to be interested in them yeah they're they yeah when they see something and and they, they can't like talk to the person that's operating it mm-hmm. then or they don't like they don't why know they don't know why it's there then there's like some sort of there's a curiosity and then also a little bit of a fear of what's going on that's but most people that come across you know me when i'm flying or like groups of people that are flying that they, they're like super interested and and once you actually like stop and you know talk to them and let them know like what's going on and, and show them the drones and like explain the capabilities and show them the goggles and and, and really show you know how different of a of an experience this is compared to what they think is happening mm. then then it completely changes their perspective on drones. Just a real quick segue here into letting you guys know that if you want to support this podcast and keep it going, keep it getting better, and actually probably get some better uh, microphones, some better audio quality, the best way to do that is to support this channel through my Patreon link, which is in the description. And hey, if you do decide to show your support, that's super, super helpful and really appreciated. If you don't have the financials for that, though, click the like button and just keep on watching. Sure. I did actually just want to go back on like your computer science side of things and your teachings and or like your, your knowledge on that I guess subject of things I remember us talking when we were doing a bit of a hike about AI and sort of the the possibilities of AI and what it what it has for you know the general world but where do you see or what do you think could become possible what do you hope to see from AI with FPV yeah, so I it's a big subject. Man. It, it is a big <laughs> subject, and uh, you know some of the research papers that I did in my undergraduate was on AI. Okay, and um, so like on genetic algorithms and uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, neural neural nets and stuff like that. And so when it comes to like the recent sort of hype around AI, when it uh, with the like the LLMs, um, I just see such a useful tool for for uh you know anybody in uh, like the coding industry or um right yeah right now it's 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 become such a an easy tool to use because of the natural language interface so mm-hmm. like you can you can tell it you know what you want it to do or what you want to code yeah and it will give you sort of a scaffold of what that code would look like so that you can sort of work off of it um so i'm thinking like in the next you know couple of years i like i i don't i don't really know what the timelines are around on this i mean it's, it's hard to get anything with ai yeah yeah but. yeah because like think things move really fast but also um they're not as they're not as accurate and reliable mm. as as the hype is is being uh, presented as. So, um, but when it comes to AI, uh, when it comes to, to AI and FPV, 
uh, right now, because it's a tool, um, so using uh, like GPT to, to, to code or um, give you uh, lists of, of, of things. Like I, I was looking into, you know, a list or a flow chart of what to do if you uh, lose control of your of your quad. Yeah. If you experience a flyaway. On chat GPT. On chat GPT. Okay. And, um, you know, it's just, it's trained off of a lot of uh, text from, from the internet. So like people have talked about flyaways. And so it, it created a flow chart for me of, of, of what to do during a flyaway, right. which was interesting um, and incomplete, you know, because it's uh, still pretty early stages with with uh, with this stuff. But and FPV is so niche as well. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. Not, it's not even like drones in general. It's yeah. like an FPV drone specifically, which is such a niche hobby. Yeah. Yeah. But as a tool for coding, I think it breaks down that barrier of entry to coding. So uh, sure, you, you need to know some of the language, some of the in, uh, syntax mm -hmm. and, and how uh, coding works, but you can type into this this AI program to, to ask it, you know, how would I, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a use case here, like with ELRS, because a lot of a lot of things in, in, in FPV are open source, so yes. you get like like I think is Betaflight. Beta, beta I'm pretty yeah. sure it's open source. It, yeah. a Betaflight, iNav, ELRS, like OpenTX, like all, all of these these different softwares that we rely on to, to communicate with our drones and to pilot them. Yeah. Having a tool for for novice coders or beginner coders to just ask in natural language mm. how they would do something to edit these programs and make them better, I think is gonna, I think that's where the big impact is going to be okay. um, in, in FPV, because you're just gonna have such such a, a larger, you know, group of like brain power or uh, this, this labor base. knowledge base really, right? Exactly. You can just, as long as you ask the right prompts, which is the more difficult thing I think for people to learn right now, mm -hmm. but that'll develop over time as well as like, you know, the prompts will get easier to figure out and do. But if you ask the perfect, like, correct prompts at the moment, you can pull some insane information out of, like, ChatGPT. But, I mean, it is all about knowing the prompts right now. But, yeah, I, I was thinking about with Betaflight, just what features, like, I mean, I guess you'd have to sit down and think about it, but, like, what features does it need? What features, you know... The thing is, you can ask ChatGPT that as well. You know, you can be like, what, what would it. this here benefit from? And it'll be like, X, Y, Z. You'll be like, how do I do X, Y, Z? You know? And then it'll tell you how to do X, Y, Z. It's like, as, if you, as long as you have an idea, and as long as it's generally feasible, and it hasn't been done, I feel like, as you're saying, ChatGPT as a tool is going to just make life a whole lot easier. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see entire new programs like over beta flight or or an extremely improved beta flight through the use of some ai technology that's literally taken whatever imperfections it might have or user errors and whatever and just kind of minutely perfect them but i could be wrong i mean what's your take on that yeah well like is it not that much developed yet right right now i i see it as a tool for creating you know a scaffold to build off of okay so 
um, yeah, it'll give you a, a draft block of code to work with. And then you build upon that, and you build... Yeah, or the... you try and, like, fix it. Okay, yeah, right. So, it, so it okay, you, so that, like, that's where it comes into the reliability side of things, then. Yeah. It's not giving you perfect working applications and shit right now. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's interesting. And then, do you see anything, any other... I mean, I know it's based all on the hype at the moment, but do you see AI doing anything else for the drones aside from just being tools for the like applications and stuff that we use do you see it helping out with drones or anything like that like as a um so with with like hobby grade drones like the stuff that we do um i i, I could see it potentially in in, in inaf where if you have a if you have a flight controller that has a a, a pretty powerful um processor on it then mm. you could you could potentially use sort of uh different ai algorithms to help with flight flight performance or right. like doing doing waypoints and stuff like that so like dji for sure i i think i think they might be already, i wouldn't be surprised if they're yeah i, was I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they're well down that yeah, AI like rabbit the, hole somewhere the inspire three like the 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 absolute precision that that thing has like, yeah I, I could see I could see potentially they, they have some sort of uh, AI algorithm to, to to help with that that um, have you have you looked much into the Inspire three like with the what's it called is it R, is it RTK is that what it's called the oh the GPS uh, yeah. yeah it's like it's like the GPS thing but you got to have like the a GPS home station as such yep like I didn't even know what that was until I looked into an Inspire oh, yeah. three. Oh. no idea about that technology and then i like see this inspire getting these exact shots and like multiple different times of the day i'm like the possibilities here like this is wild man yeah yeah no it's... imagine we had that for fpv like I, actually i guess i don't know how you'd use it in manual mode because it's very much so an automated process yeah to have have, have gps yeah um yeah it would be very very much for that's literally, that literally is just a dgi fpv drone yeah on that side of things there. yeah the, the rtk stuff is, is pretty cool i i learned about that because at one point i was interested in like drone photogrammetry okay um, what, is, so, what is what is drone photogrammetry is that so it's it's used in industry quite a bit um when it comes to like large build sites and stuff right for uh for um if you have a, a large company that's that's paying for a build you, you want to know how how much of a of a resource you have so like how much building material you have or or like landfill and stuff okay so you pay a guy to to you know throw up a drone mm. and it'll do a waypoint flight take pictures of your build site and they can assist from yeah and, and then so all of those pictures you put together to to create like a 3d map of what's going on right and it it can do volumetrics so like if you have if you have like a pile of gravel uh you can take a bunch of pictures of the pile of gravel and then throw it into the the computer software and get an exact like pretty exact volume that's of that gravel. yeah so holy wow that's insane i didn't even know that existed man i mean yeah. I think, like surveying and stuff existed you know like where they do the drones and like you got the lidar mapping is it lidar mapping that they use or infrared mapping i don't know all, all sorts of all sorts of mapping yeah. and stuff but jeeves i don't know you could do like full-blown measure i shouldn't be surprised jeepers <laughs> we live we live in like 
2023 world right now, but I am surprised. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was so that was at the beginning of my sort of FPV career, like because that's when I was like sort of interested in drones of all sorts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so RTK um, is just making those waypoints much more accurate so that you can stitch together those photos more accurately right. and get it and get a more precise measurement when you're doing the volumetric volumetrics and stuff yeah um yeah well because general drones the jeep well, like when you're working with just gps it's what it's pretty much good gps is pretty much like good to a meter right like that's sort of general rule of thumb is it or even more uh, wider than that yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not much of a, of a, a specs yeah yeah a gps yeah guy but that sounds about right yeah, yeah you didn't want to use the word nerd there like gps yeah. nerd <laughs> GPS. yeah well i am a gps nerd though like yeah gps's are super cool incredible military technology that's been you know super useful for for the public and yeah. uses special relativity do you have gps on your quads yes all yeah. of them or all the ones that can take them yeah yeah okay um and then what you got Return to home, set up on them with Betaflight. Yep. Or you, you do you run iNav at all? No. Have you run iNav? No, no. I, I, I would only run it with, hmm, sort of like a, a yeah, long range probably. Right. What um, about the Flywoo then? Would you put? I'd consider it. Yeah, yeah, I would consider it. But like Betaflight is the the newer return to home uh is pretty good so is that the only reason that you'd switch over to inav no for return to home or no so like the position hold would be incredible okay yeah yeah so it'd be it'd be like it's, having... it's literally like having a nevada where you exactly. just hit the start stop button yeah right on yeah i guess yeah i guess that makes perfect sense to have a it's essentially just taking well not taking but essentially as using the same technology that DJI is using then yep. and having just, I mean, I don't even understand why we don't have that already in beta flight and stuff, really. This can be a feature. Here we go, Joel. Yeah. Chat GPT. There you go. We can yeah. get this feature going and then I'll hand it off to you because you're the computer science guy here. <laughs> I'll let you do the coding side of things. So I have no idea about coding. Yeah. And we can get a nice position hold for beta flight so we can have it on the Nazgul's, you know, how good would that be? That would be. Is that, actually, cool. is that actually a possibility? Though? Oh yeah, like through through ChatGPT, do you reckon? Uh, or again, not yet. To to, not, to be able to do that sort of coding, is all, that like all, all at once? No, but like it could help you do it. For right. Sure. On. Yeah. So like, uh, what's what's the guy's name? That he's an INAV developer, pa Pavel Spakowski, or I have no clue. I but I'm not. I'm not sure what how, how to pronounce his name. But I'd say that's right. Yeah, he's he. Uh, I'm sure that he would be benefiting quite a bit from from GPT. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he does he does adaptive development, and I think he's worked on the position hold, so right. that might be something that he's more familiar with. But okay. I wouldn't be the guy to do that. <laughs> hey, yeah. never say never. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's we true. could see your name popping up on the bottom of iNeville on the bottom of Betaflight as the contributors. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I'll just have to, GPT yeah. and Joel. You know, <laughs> combined collaboration between each other. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe in the future. Um, if we go back to when you first started, way, way back two years, well, one and a half years ago, would you say there are any mistakes that you made that you would change? I mean, I know it's always difficult with this question because it's like, well, if I changed something, I wouldn't be where I am today, right? But mm. 
Would you say there's anything that you would do differently if you were to do it again? Did you get involved in the community earlier, or, or did you get involved in the community early on, or were you no, yes, early on? So I, I didn't. Um, so that that is, I think that's that's a good point. Okay, I, I took think, the words out your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you well, you gave you gave me the, the answer there. Is I I would have I would have tried to find people more local because because meeting up in person and flying mm. with other people has been that it's been like the highlight of FPV for me. Um, and like starting flying on the sim was incredible and like meeting people on the sim and and, and flying with them all the time absolutely incredible yeah. but when you actually meet up with other fpv pilots and and you see what an fpv drone can do with your eyes because mm. like when i was flying around i had the goggles on i couldn't see what the drone is doing yeah. right so like the first time that i saw other people flying was in Auckland with a bunch of guys Yo. and it just blew my mind. How like, many drones were in the air at like that time? Like just, a couple? Just, just two. That's just still two. cool though. So. Yeah. And what were they little um, tiny whoops? No, they were all five inches. Five inch quads you get to see if that's yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go. So yeah, it's just, yeah, when, when you're able to see other pilots fly, mm. it's, uh, it's just a, it's, it's an incredible experience. I don't, I don't know how else. How no, else you're that. you're literally yeah. dead on there. I remember when I, because I, I flew for, must have been a about a year and a half, or maybe it's either a year or a year and a half, where I didn't really fly with anybody. I had one guy that I would fly with very occasionally, but then I came over here to Wanaka, and you know ended up ended up meeting up with. Julius, Sam, and, and everyone else now, I had never seen, like, more than one quad in the air at a time. And seeing, like, even just two quads flying around, just zooming, and, you know, Sam and Julius are fantastic pilots. They, are, they just yeah. freaking flip and roll and, like, everything, just do crazy shit, dive places I wouldn't even consider, like, looking at, you know. And to see these drones is doing this stuff this close from the ground, it's a wild, it literally adds another element to FPV over the actual FPV side of things. And then, yeah, it all comes down to that community too. That's something that was also introduced to me fairly recently. That's like, I mean, that sparked everything. That sparked this, you know? Like if, if I hadn't found a, if I, if I hadn't gone over to Christchurch and gone to that race that I went to, the race event, I don't think I would have continued this YouTube channel on that much longer. I would have gotten bored with FPV. And then this wouldn't be happening, and you would never have gotten in touch with me. Like, this is wild. Yeah. I don't know, it's wild to me. But, yeah, we'll wrap this one up. But, where can people go to, you know, find you and, and follow you and see your journey as you go yeah. around the world? Um... Do you post anywhere? I no, I don't really post anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I post on my personal account, but that's you know personal account. Yeah, um, yeah. But I am on YouTube. Um, it's Joel FPV. Cool. Um, and uh, I don't have any videos, so don't that's don't change. be disappointed when you. It's got to change, Joel. It could it could change. We got to see um, an edit from New Zealand, as before you leave. You gotta, yeah, you gotta I'll, put together an edit. I'll, I'll think. I'll think about it. It might be an edit. You know, a couple of years down the road. A couple of years. Yeah, I like to follow for more. <laughs> a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, 
in the future i i'm when i start uh you know a high school club i'll definitely be like yes like doing t like tech content tech tech content like okay. sort of troubleshooting content because yeah. the kids are going to be breaking stuff all the time mm -hmm. and they're going to need help and so instead of telling them a bunch of times i'll tell them once on on youtube and then just refer them to the yeah Dope. thank you my man thank you thank you yeah it's been good